Uh, The reading comes from John, chapter 1, starting at verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world and and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. So how would you respond to this? You religious types are all the same. You think that your religion is right and all the others are wrong. Somehow you think that you've worked out God and the others have got him wrong. But you're all wrong, or in a way you're all right. You see, I reckon religion is like a bunch of blind men trying to understand what an elephant is. I mean, can you imagine? There's an elephant, ten times the size of any man, and each of the blind men or women, is trying to figure out what an elephant is like. They've never seen one, got no idea, and so all they can do is feel. And so one of them grabs the trunk at the front. Hmm, it's a bendy, it's strong, and it moves a lot. Uh, An elephant's like a hose, just a bit more slimy. No, no, says the next blind man, who's got his arms around the leg of the elephant. An elephant's nothing like a hose. It doesn't move. No, it's just like just like the trunk of a tree. That's what an elephant is. No, you're all wrong, says the third one, who's got his hands on the tail of the elephant, which is swishing around. An elephant is nothing like a hose, and it's nothing like a tree. It's like a magic rope. 
It moves by itself. You see, each of the blind men is right. They've got a bit of the elephant, and what they've felt of the elephant is accurate. And somehow they think that what they've felt is what the whole elephant is like. That's what religion is like. It's a whole lot of people feeling a different part of God and they're all right in a way except that they all think they know what God is like. You see, you religious types are all the same. You think that you know God, but each of you just knows a bit of God. And all of you just need to realise that you're all right after all. Well, how would you respond to that? I'll give you a few minutes. Turn to the people around you. Uh, Imagine someone says that to you, uh, maybe not quite as extended Or that idea, maybe you haven't heard the elephant illustration before. Have a go, have a chat. What would you say? Okay. Religions are like a bunch of blind men trying to understand an elephant. It's quite a powerful illustration. I didn't make it up, I assure you. It's a powerful illustration and quite persuasive, I think, quite challenging. Any, Any thoughts? How would you respond? Okay, Jesus makes exclusive claims, uh, unlike most elephants. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. Katrina. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's always good to ask people, why do you think that or what are you getting at? Yeah, that's always a helpful thing to say, isn't it? It could be something behind their claim. Thanks, Katrina. Okay. So God, unlike an elephant, speaks and he's spoken in a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can read it and the Spirit, if we read it with an open mind, the Spirit will actually help us to understand it and believe it. Yeah. Thanks, Narelle. Uh Last chance, John. Yeah, okay. So blind, yes, because no one has ever seen God. Yeah, find common ground is always a good way to go, isn't it? Understand where the question's coming from or the comment and find some common ground. I think they're good strategies. Uh, and we can certainly, there is some common ground there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let me have a stab at answering, and I think John would love to have this question because that's, in a sense, what his whole introduction, what this passage uh, is about, especially the last part. Religion is a bunch of blind men trying to understand an elephant. Yes, we are a bunch of blind people. Common ground. You see that, like John just said, uh, in verse 18, no one has ever seen God. The problem for the blind people is that they've never seen the whole elephant. In fact, they can't see any of the elephant. Even the one holding the trunk would know that it's not a hose. It's nothing like a hose, really. It just feels like it, but he can't see. No one has ever seen God for the very fact that you can't see God. He can't be seen. More than that, if you look in the passage, uh, verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness, that's us, has not understood it. 
Verse 9, the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. And what happened when he came into the world? He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, his own place, but his own people, his own family, did not receive him. Not only can God not be seen, we're blind, and so even if he was to turn up, we wouldn't be able to see him. Yes, is the answer, we are like a bunch of blind people when it comes to God. So is religion like a bunch of blind men trying to understand an elephant? Well, there's a second part to the illustration, isn't there? The blind men and the elephant. And some of you picked up on this already. It's a very simple answer. God is not an elephant. Now, he is like an elephant in a sense, like in the illustration, he's big, far bigger than a human being. And a human being, without the benefit of sight, cannot understand an elephant. God's like that. He is like an elephant, but he is not like an elephant. Have you ever spoken with an elephant? That is the key question. Unless you're Dr. Doolittle, the answer is no, because elephants can't talk. They are dumb in the proper meaning of the word. Uh, what's this passage say about that? Have a look at verse 15. John the Baptist testifies concerning someone. He cries out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. This is confusing for us because we're, we struggle with the whole sentence that he says here, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. How could something be better than you because it was before you? The iPhone 8 will be better than me, the iPhone 7. Oh, the iPhone 7 was better than me because I am iPhone 8 and it came before me. Does that make any sense to you? No. Of course, the second one the later one is better. But in the ancient world, they thought the previous one, the original one, would be better. The original is better. John says, the one who comes after me is actually better than me because he was before me. How could this be true about Jesus? He was born second. He started his ministry second only because of verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. There is someone, a person, who was with God and was God in the beginning. And what did he do? Verse 16. From the fullness of his grace we have all received one grace after grace is the Word. What does he mean? Verse 17. For the law, the whole relationship of God with his people in the Old Testament was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. God is not an elephant who doesn't speak. In the Old Testament, God the Son spoke, spoke through Moses and gave the whole relationship, the law between God and his people. Better than that, grace upon grace, he has now given grace and truth through Jesus Christ. What is God's glory? Do you remember from verse 14 on Christmas Day? It is his grace and his truth. And that has come through Jesus Christ. In other words, verse 18. No one has ever seen God. 
but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. God is not an elephant who cannot talk and frankly doesn't want to be known. Does an elephant want you to know what he is like? I guess he does if he's in the zoo and he knows what's good for him, so he keeps on being fed. But normally he doesn't care about you. He'll walk away from you. He doesn't want to be known. Does God have the ability to be known? Does he want to be known? Yes, in the beginning was the Word. You could say to someone, God's not an elephant. He's the Word. And what does the Word want to do? He wants to be known. Just like you want to be known if you're making a new friend. And as you make yourself known to a new friend, your friend doesn't say, I just don't know what Sean could possibly be like because I don't know all of him. No, he's revealing himself. He's speaking to you. Verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. God says, there are not many ways to know me. I'm not so big that I've dispersed different ways throughout the world so that different groups can know me in different ways. That is a lie. Why would God be so deceptive? No, God became a person, became flesh, and made his dwelling among us so that we might know him. That's a big claim. What would you say if someone said, yeah, that's a big claim, but how do I know it's true? Well, John tells you in verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The word means with his own eyes. We lived with him for three years. We checked him out. We were sure that a human being could not be God, for we were Jewish people. But we were so convinced over those three years that we realized he was God. The word become flesh. Check it out, we can say. Finally, it's even better than that. Uh, uh, Last night my wife and I watched a terrific movie, if you're into history, it's called Darkest Hour. It's about when Winston Churchill first became Prime Minister. If you're not into history... You'll be bored silly. But I thought it was fantastic. It was beautifully done. The acting was terrific. The makeup, when you compared the actual actor to what he looked like in the movie, was extraordinary. They had this weird thing of when he walks along, there's sort of this stop-motion thing going on. You felt like you were there. And it was important to me because it's an important part of our history. If Winston had fallen off his perch at that moment, the Nazis would have conquered Britain. And the world would be a totally different place. It mattered. People saw it, and it's real. In fact, when I was in London, where they filmed most of the movie, I went in there into the war rooms under the ground. It's real. You can see it with your own eyes. The movie seemed so real. But do you know, try as I might, I did not see me in the movie. It was a great disappointment. They had not put me in the movie even though what happened directly affected me. That would be virtual reality, wouldn't it? 
Well, this is better than virtual reality. What happened then that John saw with his own eyes now affects us. Do you see that verse 15? John the Baptist testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, this was whom, this is, was he of whom I said. What do you notice about the verbs there? John the Baptist testifies. Now I ask you, what is John the Baptist doing at this moment when John writes his gospel? Can anyone remember? What is his head doing at this moment? It is not on his body, do you remember? He is not testifying. But John makes the claim that these things that were said in the past now speak to us. We hear them. This is a living word. And more than that, verse 16, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one grace after another. Can you see yourself in that verse? We have all received this grace. What does it say in this prologue that we've received? The right to become children of God. What do you say to someone who says that religions are all just a bunch of blind men feeling a different part of God? In a sense, they are all right, but in a sense, they are all wrong because they think they've got the whole picture. The answer is yes, we are blind, but God is not an elephant. He is a person who has revealed himself. And more than that, he's revealed himself to me. And as I hear and read these words, it testifies to me. And I have a real experience of being a child of God, which changes my life. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we live in a world that makes out that ideas about God are irrelevant and cannot be true, that mocks us for believing that they are true and demands that we accept all other religions. Father, help us to think about what's being said to us. Help us to see what we can agree with. Help us to see what the Bible says. And Father, if we're troubled by this issue, help us to look again at Jesus to see that he reveals you so clearly that we can be sure that he is the word of God who was with God and was God. And Father, we thank you that this is not a dead book, something from history that's affected us but that it is a living book, that these words testify to us and that we have received your grace and become your children. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.